Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique well-being solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Adam Baldwin. Adam has a huge passion for serving and minding others through his work as a Vedic meditation teacher and through his work in his company, Baldwin Wellness. So, Adam, thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, Brian, it's a, it's a pleasure to be chatting with you. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, man. You're very welcome. And Adam, can you start off by telling me just a bit about yourself and how you got to here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Adam. I'm from uh, the UK, London in particular. Um, I am a Vedic meditation teacher. Um, I came to Vedic meditation through a series of um, other practices. And so I did Buddhist meditations for quite some time. I did uh, Kundalini meditations and yoga for quite some time. And then I moved on to learning transcendental meditation. Um, and when I learned transcendental meditation, um, I had such an incredible experience with that and really, really life altering experience with transcendental meditation that I decided to take on to become a teacher. So I followed the more Vedic path when it came to meditation come to meditation sorry um and i decided to follow that through to becoming a teacher so it meant i had to leave my corporate world and my corporate experience uh, i had to go to the south of france uh in toulouse and live in a mountain for three months um a good month of it in solitude and learn this wonderful practice and when i came down from the mountain with this new practice uh, i started to teach it and I've been teaching corporates, I've been teaching stay-at-home mums, I've been teaching yoga teachers, other meditation teachers. I've been teaching them all how to transcend the daily experience of thoughts, feelings, emotions, and get to that point of pure inner bliss and pure beingness. And from that point of pure beingness comes the ability to heal every aspect of your life. Wow. That's beautiful. And what, what, what an amazing journey you've been on, Adam. So thank you for sharing that with me. And Adam, diving deeper kind of mm. into how you mind others day to day, like let's say someone coming to you um, who has never heard of meditation and is a total beginner, like, you know, mm. and they want to learn meditation. Where do you start off? Well, the first thing I want to know is why. Why do you want to learn meditation? What is it that brought you to me in particular? Um, and what is it that's going on in your life that you feel that meditation will resolve the situation? And this goes back to um, an old training I used to do as part of my path is uh, I've done counseling training. Um, and I'm a big supporter of the work of Carl Rogers. Um, Carl Rogers believed that there were seven principles that you have to indicate or bring into your practice to get people to potentially heal themselves. And one of those one of those seven practices is uh, active listening. So to actually sit and actively listen to what someone's story is. And by giving your full attention to that person, you can, you can fully see what they need, what they're looking to resolve and what their actual story is. So the first thing I do, Brian, is I stop and I ask the question, why do you feel meditation work for you? What is it you're looking to resolve? So I sit and listen. And once I get what the situation is, I know the best way in which I can approach that particular issue they're facing. 
And I think it's also very important as well, Brian, to, to, I think in general life, to actually stop and give somebody your your 100% attention. Absolutely. And that kind of space for, actually, um, I I love a quote by Carl Rogers. He says, Mm. it's astonishing how something that seems insoluble becomes soluble when someone listens. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting, isn't it? In terms of you hold that space for someone, they they start to open up. They start to almost not just open up, but they're on the path of healing themselves. It's it's that wonderful um, idea that, that we have the capability of healing ourselves. You just need to set the environment for somebody for them to do that. And I believe that's what Carl Rogers really, really believed in. And that's, that's kind of what he was, he, was, he was supporting when he brought counseling into the modern world, right about the 1950s in the US. But, the, but if I take that concept, for example, and I bring it to Vedic meditation, Vedic meditation is quite similar in the sense that you are, when you're providing the mantra to somebody and you're teaching them to meditate, you're setting the experience for them first. Uh, you're setting the experience for them to transcend at the very, very beginning. So, and to do that, um, it's up to me to facilitate that space for them. Just like when I was doing counseling work uh, on the side, when I was doing my corporate work, it was facilitating the safe space for people, for, for them to open up. So it's, um, to a certain extent, I view myself as a custodian of knowledge, not necessarily the owner of it. I simply have taken something that's, in this case, Vedic meditation, thousands and thousands of years old. And I'm just simply a custodian of this at this point. It's not mine. I don't own it. I didn't create it. And I'm just using it in a proper way so other people can actually experience transcendence and actually experience going beyond their previous limitations and previous limitations in terms of their background or how they view themselves or their own conditioning and to open up to become a newer version of of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, Adam. And Adam, let's say kind of, again, diving even deeper into Vedic Mm. meditation, when you kind of have listened to the person and you know that they want to make a change in their lives and they're open to meditation, let's say kind of getting into the nuts and bolts of Vedic meditation. Mm. Well, uh, the the basic principles of Vedic meditation is um, you're teaching someone to work with a mantra. now, with this form of meditation, unlike other forms of meditation, it's not about focusing. It's not about straining or stressing or focusing on the heart or focusing on the breath or focusing on the mantra in a forceful way. So if we take, say, for example, something like mantra japa. Now, mantra japa is you get a mantra. Let's say the mantra is a flower. And you say flower, 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 flower. And what you're doing with that mantra japa the repeat of the mantra is you're trying to beat the brain into submission flower 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 with vedic meditation there's a basic understanding of the way the mind works the mind is always going to be thinking it's designed to think i mean i don't know how long the brain and the mind has been evolving probably a millennia maybe two millennia we are hardwired and designed to think and we're designed to think in terms of actually moving on to something greater and bigger and more expansive. We're always looking for happiness. So understanding the nature of the mind, what Vedic meditation does is it says, you do not struggle with the mind. You don't interact with the, the thoughts or try to stop them or control them. And you don't try to in any way 
um, shackle the mind. Allow the mind to do what it does. Allow the mind to think. Because its desire to find greater happiness is quite natural. So we work with that. With Vedic meditation, you're introducing a mantra. And as you introduce the mantra, the mantra has a very positive and very charming effect on the mind. Because the mind's searching for happiness, it finds the charming effect of the mantra to be quite seductive almost and quite relaxing. And it starts to actually take the mind to a point of quietness. And as it takes the mind to a point of quietness and relaxation, the body follows. Because the body often follows the mind. So the body starts to slow down as well as the mind starts to slow down. And this is all from the charm of the mantra. And as we start to get to a point of deep, deep rest, a point often known as um, um, restful alertness, you're fully alert and fully aware of all the noises around you, but your body's at complete rest. Your heart rate slows down, your breathing slows down. You get to a point of pure, pure inner calm and inner bliss. Inner bliss is a quality of transcendence. And it's at this point of deep rest that the healing process starts to happen. So it's understanding the mind and the mechanism of the mind and understanding the mechanism and relationship of the mind and the body and just introducing the mantra, which actually helps to bring it to a point of deep, deep rest. Beautiful. I love that. And I, 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 I know that saying, as you think, so shall you be. Mm, well, there you go, right? I mean, it's, it's a very interesting point, what you just said there, but as you think, so shall you be. If, if you're able to rest the mind on a more regular basis and, and remove the stresses from everyday life, if you remove those stresses, you can think clearer. And you can actually, if, as you think clearer, you can act with greater clarity and greater power. Not force, but power. Because you're, you're coming from a more rested, more peaceful place as opposed to a struggling, stressful, I must do, I must do space. So it's just a different way of perhaps approaching it. Yeah, and I kind of, in a more gentle way, as you said, like that kind of, you know, kind of, you know, like repeating a, a word or a mantra, like mm. an almost a sense of struggle. And mm. I, I talk to people when I teach my mindfulness and meditation that, you know, like it's it should be gentle. Like I talk to people about, you know, when it when a when a thought comes in, just let it float by, just like a cloud in the sky. And mm. just gently coming back to the breath, but always mm. gently, always gently. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of view it like uh, I kind of view it like a child that's learning to walk. And it's a little bit like our minds when we're trying to do something new. Now, if a child's trying to walk, you know, the child may get up on his or her legs. They kind of walk a bit. They stumble. They fall over. And if you're walking with the child, you don't sort of grab the child's arm, yank it up, and go, "Come on, walk." You sort of gently the child up and the child sort of struggles back up again and slowly walks a bit more perhaps holds onto the wall but that's kind of the way i view the mind in the sense that the mind is like the child trying to do something different so it's best to be gentle with the child or gentle with the mind in terms of walking towards something new and the mind will get distracted whether it's from noises outside the room or thoughts from the, you know thoughts about the past what you feel you should do in the future just be gentle with it because by being gentle with the mind, you're being gentle with yourself. It's just, okay, I've got distracted. That's fine. I'll simply come back onto the path. Keep going. I get distracted again. That's okay. Come back to the path. There's a lot of kindness and compassion involved in this. It's, a, it's actually a very compassionate thing to do for yourself. Yeah. Um, meditation. It's a very compassionate thing because it's, 
it's the only kind of process I can think of right here, right now, where it's total self-care in the sense of how you look after and rest your mind. Because you rest your mind and look after yourself. You're really putting yourself in a position where you can look after other people as well. Absolutely. And again, it's kind of self-care, self-love, self-kindness, self-compassion and you know, having that feeling of, you know, self-love kind of from the inside out. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, going beyond self-compassion and going beyond self-care, um, the more you transcend, you will find many other different um, benefits from it as well. Um, if you if you consider what meditation ultimately is, it's it's meditation is ultimately opening the door to greater levels of consciousness, which we all have access to. Um, and I view consciousness as a form of radiation from pure being. When I say radiation from pure being, pure being is that steel point, that unified field of everyday life. Um, the unified field is probably a more scientific term for it, but if you think of the more mystical, uh, the more spiritual aspects of what that is, it's this idea of oneness. The idea of oneness, that we all come from that one space, that one point of, of beingness. Um, some religious may refer to it as God, but from a spiritual perspective, I think beingness is quite a good term from it because it's, it simply is. It is it is there. It just is. We can't explain it. We can't necessarily truly understand it. We just have to experience it. So it's, it's taken us to that point. And from that point of beingness, the radiation of consciousness comes from there. And the radiation of consciousness is really what makes us in terms of who we are as physical beings. You know, our levels of consciousness affect the levels of our lives. So if, you're conscious, if your consciousness is based around fear, anxiety, um, and that can be promoted or boosted by our actions and what we watch and what we eat, then what we get is more of that in our lives, a lot more fear-based thinking, a lot more fear-based actions. But if you dip into pure consciousness and pure beingness and you come out uh, with the intention of moving, toward, moving towards a more positive way of living, then that's essentially what you're going to be getting within your life. And it comes down to that choice. And it is a choice, Adam, isn't it? Mm. Like that's, yeah. I suppose, again, you know, we, we've very similar approaches to this. Like I talk to people about, mm. you know, it is a choice between fear and love between you know stress and relaxation and build, if you build that muscle of mindfulness and that muscle of self-care you know it, there's a ripple effect for you and you know your family your community and the world absolutely and i, I actually now that i'm talking with you here uh, brian it's 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 got me onto this other idea where um what's also needed sometimes is a greater sense of community um because, you know, when you're working with someone one-on-one -on -one and you're helping them, um, whether it's through mindfulness, you know, other practices, hypnotherapy, it doesn't necessarily matter. But if you're helping people with, um, with their state of mind, uh, I think sometimes the idea of community is a very good thing. It would be good to know that, you know, you can have other people to perhaps lean on and uh, other people that are perhaps further down the road than yourself to help support you um, as, as part of a caring package in terms of looking after yourself, you think, okay, I can look after my mind, but maybe I can have more enriching relationships with people too. Uh, you know, other men and women who are 
kind of into the same sort of work as me, or into the same idea of self-help and development, and not just for improving your own life, but how can I be a better person for, you know, society, for my family, for my friends, or whoever I can help, you know. So it's um, sometimes you can put it out to a bigger, bigger thing as well. Absolutely. And again, that ripple effect um, mm. is, you know, like, which affects you and which affects your community and again the whole world and adam baldwin wellness i mentioned that at the start and i know you teach yoga and could you tell us a bit more about baldwin wellness yeah baldwin wellness started off essentially as me um teaching uh, meditation um now i i i'm i'm um I'm actually, I've got disciplines in different areas as well, such as Reiki and mindfulness as well, simply because I'm fascinated by this, this way of living. But Baldwin Wellness was more about teaching Vedic meditation. Um, and as a, as, as a business, I often found myself teaching a lot of corporates, um, a, lot of, a lot of business owners, you know, people really dealing with a high level of stress. You know, those, those guys and girls working 14, 16 hours a day. Um, but Baldwin Wellness as a concept is growing. Um, it's growing in terms of we'll be um, adding Ayurveda in there as well. And Ayurveda is essentially the ancient way of living or the ancient ways in which you can add herbs and healthy living to your life to help improve yourself as well. So we'll be nourishing the body, the mind and the spirit. So we'll be adding Ayurveda into Border Ones as well and running programs for that. But we're also running retreats. So we're going to be running retreats in um, Australia next year, hopefully for some people who have uh, been survivors of domestic violence. So I'm really excited about doing some work there um, and possibly some corporate retreats as well. So uh, these things are growing. These things are growing. Okay, wow. Well, that's that sounds fascinating. And yeah. best of luck with that, Adam. Again, like I'm, we're on a similar path. Like mm. I work a lot with corporates and, you know, again, like in a corporate well-being, employee well-being, but also, mm -hmm. you know, individuals and again, just to get that ripple effect kind of out there. So that's beautiful. So, Adam, mm. thank you so much for sharing that with me. And again, you know, like your amazing toolkit and how you help so many people. And can you tell me now how you mind you? Um, I meditate every morning. Every morning I'll do some pranayama breathing. Then I'll do, say, 20 to 40 minutes worth of meditation. Um, then I like to spend some time with my wife and my little bubs, my three-month-year-old gorgeous daughter, who will break me simply with a smile. <laughs> so I love to spend time with the family in the morning, get myself good and started. And sometimes, if I've got the time, I like to read, um, read something very inspiring in the morning and then crack on with my work. So... Look, good bit of meditation, good bit of family time, and a great bit of reading. And uh, I'm set for the day, my friend. Good stuff. And we spoke before the podcast. I suppose you're mm -hmm. close to the beach, like me. So you know, you love yeah. the outdoors, nature. That's so important as well, isn't it? To get outdoors, to get wow. your vitamin D, your you know, get get your serotonin up, and it's just a kind of a, a natural kind of healing, isn't it? I agree with you. Yeah, get some of that good fresh air in your lungs. Feel the sun on your face. Um, the water at your feet. Um, and if you don't have that close by, get to a park, you know, and, ex and have that experience. Even when I was in London, Brian, um, I had a good park near me and I'd walk around that park and just get in that good prana. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Adam, thank you so much for sharing with me how you mind others and that amazing toolkit that you have and how you mind you. And where can people find you? 
Oh, they can find me at boardroomwellness.com. Um, reach out to me, you know, DM me, send me an email. Uh, I'm there to assist anytime you need. I'm based in Sydney, but I teach people all around the world, whether it's people in Sweden, San Francisco, London, Ireland. It doesn't matter. Location is just location. The teaching is pure and the teaching will work for everyone. Cool, man. Brilliant. Well, again, thank you for being so kind and generous and for sharing with me how you mind others and how you mind you. And best of luck with everything that you do in the future. Brian, it's an absolute pleasure. And I'd love to chat with you again, my friend. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You. And I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at Brian Barnes Wellbeing.com.